Carissa scores! There's scenes here at Perry Park! Chris Lynn has taken the wild thing and sent him... And welcome back to another episode of the Beyond the Sidelines podcast. With me, as always, is Angus Bryan and Finn Morton. How are we, boys? Yeah, good, mate. This is good. good. This is good. All right, should we just get straight into it? Yeah, we should. We should. All right, so first off, we've got a fast five, as always. Andy Pengley signs for Peninsula Power. Now, they finished third place last year, ahead of strikers. What do we think of the move, boys? Look, I I don't 100% agree with it. Um, It's Andy's decision, so... No matter what, I don't really have much of a say on it, but yeah, it doesn't good, like make good. a lot. Of, it doesn't make a lot of sense him moving from an MPL side to another MPL side. You well, think he'd mm. want to move up, not also, sideways. Also, strikers are in the spotlight there, being mm. in the conversation for an A League position. He was a top goal scorer last year with forty one. Like, Look, I mean, he did score what, like eleven in one game or nine in one game? He scored nine against Sunny Coast. There you I go. Think it was. Um, he, I think he used to play at Peninsula, so he's got a history yeah, there. He did. But you're right, Campbell. The strikers, they've got that uh, media presence at the moment, don't they? Mm. They certainly do. They certainly but do. But I don't think they qualify for the FFA, the FFA Cup next Who, year. Pen Power. The strikers. Well, that's that's the big competition, isn't it? Because they didn't come top four. Oh, they'll have to go through qualifying, maybe. Yeah, they'll I, have to do all that. But they've, I know Peninsula definitely would have. Yeah. And again, they're more likely to win an MPL title, so it's um. I certainly are. That's why he wants to go well, you, there. You would have thought an A League side would have come knocking, considering he's the top goal scorer in the MPL, scoring forty one goals for the season, and with that amazing run that the strikers did have, you'd think he'd be getting a bit more attention from A League sides. But before certainly. we wrap up, I will say this: he didn't necessarily stand out on the national stage. I was about to say that. Mm. Um, yeah. And there's MPL competitions all around the country. So yep. he doesn't necessarily stand out as much as you might think in Queensland. Mm. Um, maybe Victorian clubs are more likely to go for Victorian players. Yeah, <laughs> certainly. So, certainly, we've he, seen um, a uh, NPL Victoria player be picked up for Western United. There's a few in that squad and stuff like that. Obviously, he's pretty much starting from scratch. So, uh, we've seen that. Moving on, we've had a bit of a lack of Gabba crowd or a lack of a crowd at the Gabba um, for this recent Test match against Pakistan. I remember watching it. Pretty much completely empty. Mm. Does the Gabba deserve another test match this summer? Well based, summer. O- well, based off that, you'd have to say no. I mean, it's all about getting people to games, and that's the whole point of it. Um, and to have only, what they said, about 5,000 or 4,825 people show up on the final day of the test match against Pakistan, it's not good signs, and it's, it's not something you want to see um, if you're putting in a bid to... Get a test match. But no one would have gone to that last day anyway. The game was already over. Well, that's the thing. I don't think it's necessarily fair to just go off that one day of attendance. Yeah. Mm. Um, the rest of it, the days before that, I think it was okay, mm. attendance-wise. I mean, it, yeah, it look, it was it was hot. The conditions in Brisbane recently have been not great for watching sport. And the Gabba isn't a place you really want to go on a hot day. So I can understand a lot of people not wanting to go... And again, it is Pakistan. It's well, not a side like England or New Zealand or South Africa. Who's going to go true. to day four of a test match when Australia are going to win by an innings plus against Pakistan? So mm. pretty much what you yeah. just said, mate. But it's if it was someone else, maybe. Mm. But it's such a one-sided test match that people aren't going to waste their money on a full day's ticket price yeah. when it's only going to go for a session. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Anyway, moving on. We've talked a bit about CT before. Concussions. So what could this mean for the future of rugby level at all leagues the nrl has pledged an annual two hundred and fifty thousand um, dollar or pledged that much annually uh for a landmark 
uh, concussion study. Um, it'll be led by the Harvard Medical School. What do we think about this, boys? Well, it's um, I think rugby league might go down rugby union's track and maybe have a bit more precaution over tackling and that type of thing. Rugby mm. league's very lax about head-high tackles and that type mm. of thing. Yeah, tackling technique is also very different. It, yeah. it is, but that's because it doesn't really matter if you hit, tackle someone head-high. No. If you if you get someone on the head in union, it's a red card. Yeah. And I think in league, we might go down that track soon. But also, mandatory headgear yeah. could be a thing we could might be a see. Thing. Could be a thing. Well, uh, you see a lot of the time in rugby league, the contact is very harsh. Like, there's a lot of contact in rugby league. But it's, it's also very high. It's yeah, it is very high. high and... You got the the distance that players run into each other as well. You got a bigger distance there compared to Union, and um, I know with this certain uh, this study, they're taking um, they're doing tests with former NRL players and seeing what the impact has on their brain capacity and yeah. um, ability to take in new information and stuff like that. So it'll be interesting to see um, what their findings are. I think a rugby study. league tackle is something like how many k's an hour? Oh, no it's idea. But like they worked it out to be like something crazy, like well, sixty k's an it's hour. It's big or boys running into even bigger boys. Yeah, and yeah, it it's not good for your head. <laughs> Shouldn't the tackling laws in rugby league be stricter? I think because so. they have mm. more time to go. I need to tackle this high safely. Yeah, yeah. I think the Whereas, NFL would benefit from that as well. No, but you look at union where you can quite literally have you know a bloke can run from half a meter away from you, right? A pick and drive. And then if you get them in the head, you get sent off. Yeah. That's next to no reaction time compared to league where, again, two guys running from 10 metres away. Yeah. Well, I think we've talked about it before. Uh, Union are a lot more serious about the head injuries. Of course, you mentioned this just before. But that shouldn't be the case, mate. That's what I'm trying to say. Exactly. Um, At the moment, uh, the standards in league, you get hit in the head, it's an automatic penalty. I feel like they should follow after uh, Union. It should be a send off. And I think these findings will be quite telling. Yeah, exactly. Sure. Exactly representing what you're saying, Gussie, yeah. about you know, it's too laxed. Yeah, yep. and that's going to be reflected in the yep. study with um some pretty, I think, damning mm. findings. I mm. think it's a massive issue, and it's good that some money's being pledged, especially from the NRL towards it. Um, huge one for Rugby Australia. Fox Sports, um, are to drop the Super Rugby rights. Um, that's right. Coming up, Optus have been considered as the next destination. Where do you guys think it should go? Well. To start with Foxtel, that's a two-decade-long partnership. It is. Guys. Mm. So this is pretty damning for Australian rugby if you can't have rugby on TV. Yep. And what does this mean for you know, fans in Australia, but also the young kids when even less people have access to uh, Optus? I, I don't yeah. understand why it's going to Optus. Like it's because the future's in streaming. Yeah, I but think I feel like oh, doesn't Optus you have to like buy a phone plan to even watch this stuff? You've got to be much. a Foxtel SIM card holder. Uh, to, that is just ridiculous. You shouldn't. Yeah. That shouldn't be the case. Well, even Foxtel, like it made sense like when we were kids, like from probably when we were the age of say four, five, six to when we were about twelve. When for everyone, pretty much a lot of people had Foxtel, right? Mm. Because that's what people had in their houses. That's the demographic of rugby and super rugby, rugby Australia. But now that people have moved towards streaming, dropping Foxtel doesn't, for a lot of people, doesn't make as much sense if they've got Netflix. Well, it makes business sense. Yeah, Netflix stand by uh, KO. It makes, where's it going to go? It makes more sense if more people have access to Optus. But yes, they don't. They when don't. you're limiting it to just Optus members, yeah. that's where it gets dangerous for rugby because people aren't going to stop watching it. They're going to watch more league. They're going to watch more AFL. They're yep. going to watch more cricket, and rugby's going to go down the drain. So do you think it's a, free to wear. Do you think it's a positive thing? 
No, no, not at all. Um, yeah, rugby in Australia, especially after Israel Folau and you know mm. if he bankrupts Rugby Australia, mm. this could end the sport down under, or at least here, in not New Zealand. Term, not exactly. New Zealand. No, not in New Zealand. I think it needs to go to free to air as well. That's another thing, but that's not going to happen either. No, because it's, it's all about money and yeah. You know, where's where's the most money at? They need to think more long term about it though, because no one's bloody watching the sport. Like, it's ridiculous. Like, no one can watch it, so they're like, so the pop, it becomes the fourth code. That's part of fourth the fourth most popular code. That's part of the issue with rugby. I think they think in four year cycles. Yeah, don't they? With they um, think, oh, where's the instant money? No, let's go to the next World Cup and yep. let's reassess. Was there a way they could stream it through their own websites? Probably. I, mean, I, that, I feel like that would be like allowed to no, be free, I guess, to mm. people or a. But five bucks a month or that's, something. That's harder to pitch to advertisers, though. Watching it through it. their website, you could still yeah. advertise Again, on your it, own website. It's a bit of a shame, mate. But sport now, in the current day and age, dominated by money. Yeah. 100%. So rugby Australia aren't just going to stream it themselves when they can yeah. go Optus. They'll buy it for thirty million a year. But that's not a good long-term decision. You is may it? you may see that though in ten, fifteen, five years maybe, where it's company or organizations streaming their own sports you already see it in smaller organizations hmm. so why not anyway moving on we went to allen border field twice this week gus yes. and i went yeah finn you went once because you're a fake fan no i'm joking just because you had <laughs> family allen border you had family um commitment great games there oh, first yeah. one maybe a little long uh we saw first game we saw the marsh one day yeah. domestic cup Mate, went grand the, final went for the whole day went for the whole day that's what so one day day Usually do. Catch on quick, Darcy. <laughs> um, so that was Western Australia versus QLD. Uh, Western Australia's taken that out, captained by Ashton Turner. Um, really good game. Well, not really. Um, <laughs> it was a little bit of a slow one. Yeah. And then we watched the uh, WBBL when the Renegades took on the Heat and won. Yeah, the um, Renegades Surprisingly. Um, but, boys, main point of this is, should more games be taken to Allen Borderfield? We'd think so. After after what we watched and what we experienced, um, I, f- I feel like a lot more games should be taken there. It was just more of the um, the f- the fan day experience, I thought. Yeah. It was, it's got, it, I brought it up when I was there. It was kind of like going to movie world or, or going going out on a family trip or something. Um, the, atmos- the atmosphere, sorry, was really great. Um, the crowd was enjoying it. Um, everyone was happy. It was yeah. like... I don't know, but whenever I go to the Gabriel or to Suncorp, oh, the not, alcohol... You're not happy. You know, well, no, I'm ha- of course I'm happy. I love sport. <laughs> he doesn't but like, like sport. No. There are a lot more... He does architecture. Char- <laughs> there are a lot more characters at um the big grounds. A lot of people... This gave off a more friendly but what, atmosphere. Certainly. If you were to take more games to the Allen Borderfield, what games would you take there? Well, it wouldn't be the top top grade so wouldn't I be mean, bbl it, it wouldn't be bbl wouldn't and be. it wouldn't be test matches or stuff like that because no, that's not realistic because they're still getting you know well bbl certainly is getting capacity yeah attendances to the gabba yeah and when the gabba is fully attended great venue great venue but when it's not mm, terrible venue yeah but B, uh, wbbl it's great to see that at allen Waterfield. i thought that was brilliant sheffield shield i think they should take every game to allen Waterfield. no point playing at the gabba I mean, other than the fact that they get practice playing on the well, Gabba wicket. That's that's the big reason against, mate. Mm-hmm. Um, these players need that experience of playing at the Gabba. Mm. But the Gabba wicket changes every time. How bad was it for this test? It does, but it also doesn't. You know what I mean? Like, it's pretty well well, it's pretty well the same. And then you look at places like, like the Wacker, you know there's going to be bounce and Wackers the Gabba, you tough. know there's going to be bounce and pace. 
So that's what they're getting used to. Whacker's a smaller ground, though. Are they playing? Still playing at Whacker? Or are they playing at like no, Optus? Uh, Optus. Um, Sheffield Shield. But it's the, sa- it's the Optus. same. Optus is the Whacker. It's the same thing. It's the same pitch. You get the same conditions. And look, Allen Border fields pretty much the same conditions to the Gabba. So you shouldn't be getting too much like different. You shouldn't. You shouldn't get anything drastically different. You're not going to get an English wicket out there. I think no. only take it to the Gabba. When like on weekends, you can get a crowd, or when some days are going to fall on the but weekend. We were there on a Wednesday. No, yeah, but, and it was full. Well, on Wednesday it was packed. Yeah, but I'm talking really about good Sheffield Shield cricket. When they take it to the Gabba, more often than not, there's a no man one. won't bring his dog. It, no, there's, there's no one there. Oh, the Gabba's empty. also a, a tough place to go. It is. Yes. Watch cricket. You can't really. Well, there's can't not really, really any parking. There. There's parking at Allen Border Field. You can there's um, local places you can go down to Macca's really easy, which yeah. you can do at the Gabba as well. But there's coffee shops nearby. Like it's a nice place to watch. It's on the train line. But yeah, what I'm trying to say More is like, most. only go to the Gabba when people might actually go. Yeah. You know what I mean? Take advantage of actually going there. Other than that, Allen Border Field. Yeah, one hundred percent. To be fair, I think they play there enough anyway. Yeah. But yeah, they get the scheduling wrong and they go, oh look. Let's just play round three at the Gabba because why not? One more thing. Would you take other codes to Allen Waterfield? I know it's primarily, no. it's cricket, but would you consider playing other sports? Maybe Intra Super Cup, no. maybe a bit of football there? No, no I'd only play no. AFL if I was going to play anything yeah, there. I think so. And it's not the right ground for footy. And Cooper is just as good. Yeah, certainly at the grassroots level. There's yeah. enough facilities for, pl- for teams to you know, play at good venues for their codes. Mm. Um, and I like the fact that Allen Borderfield's a cricket venue. Yeah, mm. It's just like Ballymore being yeah. a rugby venue. Yeah, yeah. Okay. We, we were speaking to our friend Josh, and he was saying, so we were going to meet up with him at the one day, and he was saying he rocked up to the Gabba because um, he's to him, there's only one cricket venue in Queensland, and that's the Gabba. So the Gabba has that reputation, but I feel like they need that kind of, to build Allen Border back up, especially with our kind of generation, as yeah. the... Queensland cricket venue. But he didn't have a great day at the cricket at the Gabba, did he? No, no one was there. Partly because Standard. there was no cricket on. <laughs> but um, other than that, just didn't really seem to enjoy it. No. He seemed a bit not? off, Josh. Did seem a bit off. Mm. Anyway, uh, we're moving on. Now, we've had the AFL draft over the past two, three days. Um, we've seen some interesting picks, but I guess we uh, give you a bit of a rundown of what we think the best picks, the worst picks, what we think of the whole situation, if there was any confusion. But... Uh, this week, we're going to be, I guess, reviewing the AFL draft. Trying so, to, yeah. Trying to. Yeah. Best of our ability. But uh, you can listen to that now. And welcome back. We're going to go into the AFL draft. It was last night and tonight, or I guess the last two nights, if you ask. Um, so 2019, so what is it? 2019 AFL draft? 2019 yeah, is that. the year, mate. It yeah. is the year, but it's the 2020 season, so who knows? Anyway. 2019 uh, slash 2020. We'll go with that. We'll go with that. We'll go with that. Um, lots of picks, obviously. 65 made in total. Um, lots of interesting ones around the board. Lots of teams won. Lots of teams lost. But the big talking point, I guess, is the Gold Coast Suns having the first two. Mm. Um, we're going to go right in. We're going to analyze the top 10 first. Um, staying on that Gold Coast Suns theme, Matt Rowell and Noah Anderson, uh, inside midfielders. Great story, boys. Mate, the, the what the the friends, right? The boyhood heroes, the same club. BFFs. Yeah, same Oakley Chargers, Vic Metro, same school. They've been pals since they were very young. There's a photo of them in Vic uh, shirts when, or maybe it was Oakley Chargers shirts, since they were like 11 together in the locker room. So it's a great story, and I think. The big talking point about that for me is 
even if well Matt Rowell was kind of the number one pick, no doubt he's going to be pick number one. Noah Anderson was a bit more fringe. It was he was thought they were the consensus one and two picks, but being the Gold Coast having so many issues with players going off the rails and yada yada yada, do you think them picking two best mates will help them keep them on track? Well, as long as they stay grounded and hopefully they can help each other stay grounded. But at the same time, they'll be tempted to go, hey, mate, let's go clubbing this week. Mm. This is true. Possibly. I, I think it'll definitely help that team's chemistry in the midfield. I mean, you've been playing with this guy your whole life. I think they pretty much know what each other are thinking, yeah. almost. So it's it's but definitely going to be interesting to see. I agree with that. I think that's chemistry. a big thing in the sports we follow yeah. more closely, Gussie. Um, chemistry, even, even in football. Yeah. Massive, isn't it? Yeah. It means so much. And... I don't think it's the reason Noah Anderson got drafted second. No. But it helped him. I think it did, for it? sure. But it is almost dangerous for this Gold Coast side because they drafted Sam Flanders at 11. Yeah. Mm. And now they've got, what, I think there was a photo yeah. after round one. With the The draftees from last year. And yeah. yeah. Um, all young guys. Really yeah. young guys. Is that, good the, is that good for the Suns? Or is it bad? It's the only be, way forward for them at this point. But youth in the Gold Coast... Yeah. That's a recipe for disaster. But do you think you can get some players that go, you know what, let's turn this around. There's been a terrible um, culture around this club. Do you think they go, you know what, let's just let's just turn it around, boys. Like, this is just terrible. Well, that's one way to look at it, but they might also go, hey, We're getting paid. Hasn't, hasn't worked out here. I got paid. I'm going to go to Melbourne. I can do yeah. a, uh, what's his name? Richmond. Tom Lynch. Uh, Tom Lynch. Like an yeah. Eddie. Yes. <laughs> no. But they might do that. They might just go, look, yeah. I'll go chase a flag at a club that's more you know, more likely to win one than the Suns. And this is very much, you know, last chance saloon for the Suns. I was just about it to is. say that. Well, what kind of pressure do you think these boys would be under signing with the Suns, a side that's really struggling and yet yeah, this is probably their last chance. Well there's think? two there's two ways to look at that. Internally, a lot of pressure. Externally, the Suns have no fans, so they'll be okay. Yeah. yeah. No problem. No. Media, the Melbourne... It's not even the Gold Coast media. Like, they don't care that much. No. It's more the Melbourne media. So, And I remember I heard um, Tom Boyd say this once on a podcast with um, Bob Murphy. Sorry, I was listening to another podcast. Not this podcast. Okay, this podcast. well, that's... Cheater. Um, sorry. Um, but he was saying that, like, he thought... When he went to GWS and maybe wasn't performing where he should have been, the media pressure wasn't very high because it wasn't that big of a deal in Sydney to... Well, AFL just wasn't that big of a deal, especially for GWS. Whereas when he, the, he could sense the pressure from down south um, being quite, you know, pressing. But then when he went down south to Melbourne, uh, play for the Dogs, he felt, again, the pressure, and especially under the deal he had, um, with lots of money, obviously, he did find that pressure. But I think it's different with the Gold Coast. Well, they've also got AFL-given picks next year. They do. So these, those, these next two years are one hundred percent exactly. Last they're massive, alone. but it's um, in a way for these two guys or these three guys coming in, are they expected to blow you know the field away this year, or no. to, or to you know not I, challenge, but are they expected to you know the, become twelfth, come twelfth or whatever? Probably not. They're no. more expected to maybe do that next year when they bring in the next wave of, of you know youth, next wave of recruits. They can maybe uh, spur some good performances. It's almost like but they're it's restarting again, you well, know? Yeah. What I'm it thinking is. what I'm thinking is they're wanting to build the club around these two. You know, best friends. You wanna um Wait, don't forget don't forget about Sam Flanders. He's he's yeah, there too. That's a, yeah, we, and we well, saw like a photo of them last 
night where it kind of looked like it was these two and the other guy. Yep. You know, Sam Flanders is a top 11 pick. He was picked 11th. Mm. Like, that's yeah. a very high pick. Cool. And it felt like... Yeah. Didn't mean to cut you off, mate, but Sorry, I guess yeah. those two, the one and two, that's the story. Mm. And that's where all the media is going to be focused. That's mm. the reality. Unlucky Sammy. But what? still... How much, Flanders, how much yeah. game time do you reckon these boys will be getting? Oh, Lots. Max minutes. Yeah. yeah. Um, More that, than if they were down south. Mm. Exactly. Um, the weight of the franchises on these teams, mm. on the, sorry, on their shoulders, on these players. But at the end of the day, again, if they don't blow the field away this year, not the end of the world. In 12 months, if we're saying the same thing, I think I think we're kidding, kidding ourselves in a way. So it's, um, yeah, big 2019. Oh, 2020 ahead. Yeah, and Noah Anderson projects leadership. Um, yeah. He was... Crucial in that Vic Metro side. Um, let's talk about the players themselves and their skill sets, um, especially at that uh, under-18 carnival. Um, I believe uh, Matt Rowell topped the possessions. He had 99 total disposals uh, with a 75% efficiency. Um, kicked three goals, two behind, so not great. Um, but, you know, his tackles were up there with six. Uh, contested possessions, he was great. And uncontested, he was great. And you well. were saying that his, was his average. His club form. Yeah. Um, off air, you were saying his club form's ridiculous. Yes, yeah. unbelievable. Well, it has to be to get drafted number exactly. one. Yeah. yeah, exactly, exactly. And he, and those were his averages. So he averaged six tackles a game, which is huge. Uh, averaged twelve contested possessions, so massive averages. Um, there were only four games in the under eighteen carnival, but um, he still showed really, really good promise there. Um, he's been the consensus number one pick. Same with Noah Anderson being the consensus two. Um, he was really high on the uh, disposals as well. Not as great with the ball. He's not a great user. Um, kick less goals too, but his contested possessions were great as well. Less tackler. Obviously not as good as um, Matt, but you know he'll be really good. They went to the same high school too. Like, come on. Yeah. Well, Matt, he's a bit small, and I'm saying this from you know being five foot seven. Yes. But he's probably what five foot nine. What's one seventy eight centimeters? One seventy eight. Yeah, five foot nine ish. Yeah. Is that too small to be, you know, a leading player in the AFL? I, don't I guess think so. Gary Ablett, similar yeah. player in a way, I guess. And exactly. they maybe they're trying to replace him what three, four years oh. or three years after the That'd after be over the, the moon if that's what they got. Oh yeah. They will. And but in a way that's what they're expecting. I um, guess, yeah. Or it's you should what, what they want. You should with the number one pick. Yeah. Exactly. You really should. But you've seen some duds. You have. The, uh number one picks all around the world yep. in drafts. Um Hopefully he's not another one for the mm. for the uh, the sunset. Hopefully not. Mm. Again, they yeah. do get that bigger body midfielder though with Noah Anderson. So you got to have a bit of a balance. So he's one eighty eight centimeters. So what's that? Nearly six foot. Uh, too tall for me, mate. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I mean, speaking of big bodies, what about Luke Jackson? Yes. For Melbourne. Yes, nice segue too. Mm. Um, I hated this pick personally. Uh, we were all watching the draft together. I was not a fan of this pick at all. Um, well, you're not a fan of it, mate, but it was generally, again, the consensus. Consensus that he was going to go number three, but it doesn't actually make sense. And you can explain this further, further Campbell. But yeah. when you weigh up want versus need, mm. yes. what did Melbourne need and what did they get? Yeah. So Luke Jackson is a ruckman, ruckman from uh, East Fremantle. Um, I feel like the AFL are still don't fully, and I know they obviously are getting paid a lot more than myself to do this, but... I feel like they still don't have a f- grip on value, especially in the draft. You know, you're Melbourne, you've got Max Gorn, who's a 27-year-old ruckman, one of the best ruckmen in... Mm. We were talking about him for... Did he get All-Australian? I think he was the one that kind of missed out, but probably should have. Um, 
or maybe he did make it. I don't know, but he's in that conversation for all Australian ruckmen up there with Brody Grundy. Why are you drafting a ruckman at number three? What they, I think they are doing is playing to play him um, up front as a full forward, but he, again, he's too skinny. Mm. Ruckmen usually are obviously taller and skinnier and take time to develop and full forwards need to be a bit heavier. Well, that's the thing about some of these guys coming through and not that we're any better. No. But they've got no muscle on them. Or no. Matt so, Rowell some looked, of them don't. Matt Rowell looked fairly developed. And that's why he went number one. Exactly. There's get, some more weight in some of these haircuts than they've got on their bodies. Oh, yeah, mate, they, are shocking. they are they shocking. They are horrid. But again, yeah. you know, we were speculating. We were going, okay, how old do we reckon Max Gorn is? And I think yeah. I said 31, you said 29 or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's 27. He's 27. That's his yeah. prime. So it's not like they're bringing in Luke Jackson as, yeah. you know, yeah. a prodigy or the bloke to replace Gorn when he retires no, in two years. It's not even one of those. And as well as that, he's quite raw. Like, yeah. he he's pretty much devoted. So he's a two-way player. He was at the 2018 Under-17 World Cup for basketball. Um, shone there and then he went you know what I like footy a bit more mm. um, and decided you know I'm going to play footy um, well, do you think they drafted him just for the sake of drafting him yes do you think just because well, he's the best we've got there yeah well now from, for the demons it's they're going to have to let one of them go in the foreseeable future yeah. not in the next 12 months or even 24 months but can they play both of them when <sighs> when Jackson just isn't you know muscular yeah. enough to play full forward well the oh. thing that doesn't make any sense to me is that yeah they go okay we're going to play him at full forward or we're going to play Max Gorn at full forward but which doesn't make any sense because you've got one of the best ruckmen and the ruck is so important he was good in his hit outs he was good as a ruckman but if you're going you know what we're going to pick him up as a full forward guess how many scores and without looking at our stats how many scores do you think he made at the under 18 carnival playing all four games Mac- who's this Luke Jackson. Luke Jackson. Listen, no idea. Come on. I thought he was talking about Max Gorn. If you're not going to listen, people listening aren't. <laughs> well, not listening. Um, I'm going to say I'm going to say two goals. Mm? I'll say four. Got a donut, boys. Donut. Mm. Got a donut, and should've you're drafting stick, him to play up front. Should have stick to basketball. Yeah, which he may have played better at school and stuff like that in terms of goal kicking. But come on, you can't draft someone based on, you know what we think he can become this. Draft on what it, they are at that point, and I don't know. I really don't like this pick at all. I feel like they should have traded out of it if they could. Exactly, exactly. Um, for that value, you go, hey, GWS, you've got the 10th pick. We'll take that off your hands. You can have two back-to-back here, uh, and we'll also take one of your later ones. I think they had like quite an early one in the second round or a late um, first round. You go that to move up a few spots. I'd take that. You get two players for better mm. value. They had a pick at 13 or something, or 12. No, Kaiser Pickett. Yeah, so they had that pick already. They pick up three plays in the first round instead of two, and maybe someone they need a bit more. It's being smarter with your strategy, isn't it? Yeah. And they weren't necessarily doing that. Because, again, they've now drafted someone for the sake of it. Yeah. Because he was the third best player mm. in the draft. But that's not what the draft is about. Mm. Even if he's head and shoulders, literally... Yeah. above everyone else in the draft. He's not who you need. No. Yeah. You know, you're not drafting a bloke third overall as injury cover either. Mm. No, exactly. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Either way, uh, we'll move on again because uh, we've got to make some time up. Lockie Ash, uh, medium defender off halfback for the GWS Giants. Seemingly Heath Shaw's replacement. I like this pick, actually. Quick bloke. He's very quick. Well, feel sorry for Heath Shaw. He was in the draft room. He was, he was. I think he'll, he's 
coaching gig. Uh, <laughs> I think that's pretty um, obvious, and we'll we'll see that um, that he's got a mentor off him, and you know he won't play probably immediately. Maybe he'll play on the other halfback flank, but I think that's really important. I think that's a good time to pick someone to replace mm. one of your kind of club legends and really one of the leaders there. Well, is that a common thing in AFL football where you have draftees come in and almost sit out at you? Because yes. the sports we're more familiar with, I guess, American sports. Mm-hmm. With draft systems. With yeah. draft, systems, draft system, systems, yeah. I guess some players are expected to sit out a year, yep. whereas some players aren't. But I guess generally, if you look at this list, most of us are sitting out for a, yeah, for a season. Yeah, most do. Because, yeah. again, as you brought up, they need to put on a bit of weight, a lot of them. Yeah. Um, a lot of them do need to bulk up a little bit. Um, and some of them you'll see that, some you won't. You've, we've seen good rookie seasons in the past. Um, Bailey Smith this year had a good season. Um, yeah, who won? Oh, who's Carlton? What's his name? Sam Walker? Is that yeah, his name? that's correct. Yeah. Um, he's had an outstanding season. He won Rookie of the Year or NAB Rising Star. But that's the thing, mate. That's a good number one pick, and that can't go forever. That can't last forever. No. Where every number one pick is a steal. Yeah, exactly. So, Matthew, what's his name? Roll? Raul. Raul. I look at him and I go, look. You look good on paper, but not everyone's a great first overall pick. Yeah. I don't know. So maybe there's just a general skepticism when it comes to any of these first overall picks. Yeah, there may be. You know, there's, you know, Metro AFL on that, very different to the the big boys. Yeah, I'm interested to see how it goes. And Lockie Ash will be good off that halfback. I mean, you'll be able to see plenty of Matthew Rowell. Next yep. year, and you'll be able to make up your mind. Well, yeah, even if he's even if he's a flop for the first half of the season, they'll yeah. they'll play the hell out That's of him. Oh yeah, he'll get minutes. That's the good thing. Can't just he'll slot him to the AFL straight away. No, you can't, he'll, especially he'll, in that side. It's t- that's a tough side yes. to do anything in. It's not going to be helped out by much. Well, that's can they survive side. the curse? That's something I don't think we covered. I, mm. I think they've been building over the past few years. They got Ben King there, who's had a promising season. Um, they don't have any depth. It's the issue. They sucked in the kneeful. Like it's just they just don't have any depth, yeah. and you know coaching's an issue there, and oh, there's so many issues there. No one goes to Metricon. Anyway, move on to Sydney Swans. Well, they seemingly sorry, yes. And I was just going to say they did recruit Brandon Ellis. Yes, they did. So a bit of so experience. That's a bit of experience. Uh, no, more senior player. So that's what yeah. they need. A dual premiership player. Yeah. Who can go? Hey boys, I'm here because I want to be here. Mm. Yeah. Let's all band together and let's do something special that not many or well, no one's expecting us to do. Yeah. Yeah. And you see newer clubs do this I mean they initially recruited Campbell Brown um, Gold Coast Suns when he was still playing um, from Hawthorne um, they just weren't ready for it at that stage I mean GWS have obviously recruited Heath Shaw he's a legend the whole Shaw family are a legend a legend blunt object blunt object <laughs> um, and you know they also had um, Stevie J there for a time they had a few older players at there the Suns no I'm Giants. Are oh, you talking about Giants? Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think Brandon Ellis will make a difference there as well. Uh, we'll move on to Sydney. Dylan Stevens. Seemingly, I was saying Josh Kennedy's replacement, and then who walked out with the jersey, giving him the jersey? Mate, Josh, the, Josh the Kennedy. The poor sod himself. Yeah. Unlucky. Uh-huh. Unlucky. Yeah, you just go, oh, you're my replacement. For you. um, <laughs> I'm here I'm for like, your job. <laughs> I'm here for your job, mate. Um, but it was really, I think it was a good pick. Uh, you what, know, it was Do you reckon he was there. reluctant to walk out? Who? Josh Kennedy? Yeah, was he reluctant to walk out and hand over the jersey? He knows this young guy's not going to take his pick. they got a good midfield, though, yeah. Well, I think that's just a case of it's replacing. what happens. Yeah, it's, it's what happens. It's a replacement. It's quite weird looking at Sydney, though, coming into this draft, because 12 months ago, very different. Mm, very but different. now, when we were sitting down at your place watching it, we were going, anything. they could take anything. Yes. Mm. 
Um, 100%. Even, you know, a forward to provide cover to Buddy. Yep. Buddy, a bloke who, he's on the big, big bucks, that 10-year contract, but... Doing a whole blo- lot of nothing. The bloke, he can't stay out of hospital, can he? No, he's he a very injury prone. He so. certainly is. I think he likes a Sydney lifestyle, though. But I like this pick a lot, you know. Um, good with the good boot, good when tackle, uh, good and contested. You know, I think this is the right pick for them, if, especially if they want to replace Josh Kennedy. Um, he'll be good. He's a good size as well, you know, not too big, not too small. It'll be interesting to see how he goes. Hopefully he does well. Um, I'm sure Sydney usually don't have any problems with developing players for the most part. Um, he's the first South Australian to be picked up in yeah. that draft as well. He was And indeed. there was a few of them that night as well. There South were a Australians. few. There were a few, few Western Australians as well, mm. obviously, because they were one of the dominant sides at the under-18s carnival as well. Where are the Queenslanders, though? I mean, oh, we'll, we'll talk about that. I think the first yeah. one was at 20... Who was the first one? I think it was about 22. Keaton Coleman? Mate, we all did yeah, maths. Anyway. We all did maths, eh? Can't That's count. A, it's a big number. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, next pick was from South Australia. Uh, Adelaide Crow. He wasn't from South Australia, from Victoria, but Adelaide Crows. Uh, Fisher McKaysey. Um, I wonder if a part utility. of I wonder if a part of Dylan was a bit gutted because Dylan, the number fifth pick. Oh uh, yeah, being a South Australian boy, mm. not to go to the Crows. Yeah, I did hear that. I don't know where his allegiance lies. I don't know if he's a Crow fan or a Port fan. Yeah, but part of you would like to stay at home, wouldn't you? Oh, I think that's everyone though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think you can't yeah. expect to stay. I you think, can't, but it's mm. so close. Yeah. I think he. Were, I think there was something about how his allegiances lied with Richmond or Carlton. or... Even, Carlton, Carlton. Even as a South Australian. Yeah, yeah, which is not uncommon. Well, I think he's just fa- uh, thankful he's not going to the Gold Coast. Yeah, I think um, most of these guys are, but hopefully they can turn around, fingers crossed. Uh, anyway, Fisher McKaysey, tall defender, bit of a utility man, though. Um, very interesting pick. You know, not too bad. It's a bit of a, yeah, eh, I don't know. What do you guys think? It's one of those picks which can go either way. Yeah. Again, yeah. there's, just like the first overall pick, every draft, there's always guys who look like locks. Yep. who just tend to falter when they get to that level. So, could that be Fisher? What a name, Fisher. Fisher. It is a very nice name. name. I think he won Vic Fisher. Metro's MVP at the under-18s as well. So so he knows his way around a park. Not too bad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Good. He's not too bad. Yeah, he can really play anywhere. I mean, again, I think we were saying Adelaide, maybe try to replace Tex. Well, is Tex going to be there? Exactly. Mm. It's it's a tough. They really could have taken whoever they Because the trade period's over, over, right? Yes. Yeah. So Tex, he has to stay there. Yeah. For at least the next season. Yeah. 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 Now, how about this? Fremantle with three picks in a row mm-hmm. inside the top 10. See, bang, I bang, think bang. this is great value. Yeah. This is great value. And Isn't didn't they trade up? For I think they traded for two of them. It was Carlton, and then they yeah. got knocked back, didn't they? Because yeah, a couple times. Because it was Academy players. Yeah, and Fremantle matched the, bids. matched the bid. Yeah. But still, that's massive for the I, Dockers, man. Yeah. That's massive. I think they had two picks, and then they matched a bid for one of them. I think that's what it was. Yeah. Um, at least that's what it looks like anyway. But with their first one, they took Hayden Young, which I'm surprised he slipped this much. Um, he was expected to go a little bit earlier um, from that 3 to 10 range. So did slip a few places, but, I mean... Dockers aren't pretty complaining. Pretty good. Yeah, oh, no. exactly. Pretty good place to end up. Uh, kind of medium defender, uh, 188 centimetres. So um, pretty good height there. He's good user of the ball with uh, 79% efficiency and with his hands, 91 um, so he's pretty good, you know. Obviously, he's not going to do anything going forward. Um, his tackles, I think he's more of an intercept marker, honestly. Um, but, you know, we'll see. He's good with the uncontested possessions of uh, 13. So he kind of intercepts them and kind of, I guess, 
Marcus Epson. Uh, does a good job there. Great um, point. Thanks, mate. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, next one, best name. Oh, maybe Fish is the best, but Caleb oh, Sarong. I love this one. Caleb Sarong. Sarong. What a name uh, from the Gippsland Power um, Vic Country team. Um, pretty good pick here, you know. Um, They've picked a few uh, small midfields. Yeah, they have, bit but of pace. they've also picked a few players that have potentially slid a little bit. Um, mm. Him yeah. again, anywhere from 3 to 12. He was a bit of a schmokey to be a bit of an earlier pick. He averaged 23.5 disposals, 5.5 marks, 5.2 clearances, and 8.5 tackles in Vic Country's win. Um, so he, he did very well in the under-18s comp. Um, I'm surprised he didn't go earlier, actually. His... His under-18 carnival, at least, has shown a lot more than probably other players that have been picked mm. before him. But, it, again, it could just be a fit, you know. He's 178, so another one of those kind of Matt Rowell size kind of guys. Mate, what I'd give to be that tall. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Yeah. I wish. Um, so, yeah, kind of one of those smaller midfielders. Um, could play on the half-forward flank, maybe even on the back, half-back flank. Who knows? Um but it'll be interesting to see what they do with him. And this is a pick I really liked. Um, Liam Henry. Um, parents were in um, tears a little bit pretty about emotional. this one. Mate, that, that was pretty cool, though. It was very cool to see. with everyone before him and a lot of people after him, it was mm. the stand-up, hug mum, mm-hmm. shake dad's hand, good on your son, walk up to the stage, get your Guernsey. Yep. But this was cool. This was real emotion. The bloke who's clearly worked very hard to get to where he is now. And yep. Yeah, I think that's great. I love it as well. I really like the fact that um, they picked up three picks here. I like that he's staying home. Uh, he's from Claremont. He's a Western. He's academy player from Fremantle. Uh, Carlton. It was Carlton's pick, but Frio matched the bid. Can't remember what they got from it, um, but they did a good job there to get that. Ending the draft off. I wanted him to come to the dog, by the way. Ending the draft off, or first 10, uh, we got GWS. They picked up Tom Green. Um, this was another. This was Carlton's pick that slid down again. Mm. Um, it was because Tom Green is a GWS Academy player. Yeah. Um, I didn't love this one overly. Uh, if I'm honest, it was a bit of an okay pick. It was a bit, again a bit of a. Meh. I think they um, just decided to get another midfielder. Yeah. I They're mean, bowl screen it. Yeah. I mean, that's just keep your obviously talent. their plan. It was keep your talent at that point, and he's their top. Um, he's one of the best. Uh, allies players of last year so good pick mm. from them um, let's move on to Queensland because you know we are in Queensland so we should probably mm. talk a little bit about Queensland um, obviously Sam Flanders is a talking point as well the other guy he was a really good pick he was picked 11 um, and he'll be good to see at the Gold Coast um, Cody Waitman shout out dog's pick but anyway let's move on to Queensland Mate, you called it <laughs> I'll give you that. I did call he it did. he did call he it did call it some call me Nostradamus. Mate, you should be should be working for the dogs. Oh, mate. One day. Yeah. Now, oh, and dreams. we were now we were talking about this on in the first uh, first night of the AFL draft, how there were no Queenslanders picked, and it took until number thirty seven before the Brisbane Lions matched Essendon's bid for Keaton Coleman. Um, boys, what are your thoughts about this one? Um, this grab for the Brisbane Lions again. I think it was keep your talent. Um, he's been really good for the. Eight. He's been playing a little bit for the NEFL, um, and he especially played in that NEFL Grand Final mm. when uh, the Brisbane Lions were told that they'd have to, you know, drop a few players. They, it was a bit of a reach from them, um, but you know, if he's in your, you've been developing him for years now. You don't really want to let him go. Um, he's a medium forward. They need that kind of player. Um, I like it. 
Well, well if, you're ta- if you're talking about players who the Lions have got to hang on to, yeah. then what happened with the next two, mate? What Ooh, went wrong? This was when Richmond were mm. really trying to... I mean... This was two picks in a row. It was. Two picks was, in a row. Clearly, Richmond's game plan was just cherry-picking from other clubs. I, I don't think it was. I just think you look at the Lions last year and how strong their Neeful side yeah. was. You'd almost be silly not to go for some of their academy players. Mm. Yeah. That being said, I mean... The Richmond, the Richmond VFL side's pretty damn good on its own. Yeah. So, well, I just wonder then why aren't there any more Queensland uh, Queensland talent further in the draft? So, maybe in the top, because we're not that great. We're not that great. Not that great. Is that a worrying thing? Should we be trying to push for more players in that top sort of twenty? No, look, it, I it mean, would be three players. It would be if there was like a state of origin or something mm. like that. But because there isn't, and because there's a draft. We don't really need Queenslanders playing for the Lions. You know what I mean? Yeah. You'd it's like to see it. It's always nice. Mm. You like to see it, but it's not a necessity. So I mean, they only picked up one in this draft, didn't they? Was he the only one? Keaton Coleman. He was. Yeah. yeah. He was. The rest were like Western Australians and Vicks and stuff. Oh, like no, there that. were two more. The two oh, more then they were drafted. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, for the Lions. Yeah. But yeah, no, we saw Noah Cumberland and Will Martin. Um, seriously, get a haircut, lads. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> shocking. I'm going to be biased. It is seriously shocking. Uh, they are, yeah, they do need it. I mean, I wouldn't want to be running around on the footy pitch with that, that's for sure. Um, it's like carrying an extra kilo. I mean, that's yeah, just something for people to grab onto and just, you know. Just yank yeah. you back. Um, Will Martin from Aspley, which is quite interesting, and, uh, well, the Hornets. Hornets, yeah. And yeah. Noah Cumberland there from the Maroochydore Roos. Look, um, so honestly, yeah. I, wouldn't be mi- I wouldn't mind getting picked up by Richmond. Oh, to go take to, to go to that club um, after what they've achieved in the last few years. Um, although they're not going to be getting a lot of game time, but they'll be win, learning a lot. Win a VFL premiership. To be honest, yeah. mate, with your ability, I think you should take anything you can get. Are you talking about me? Yeah, if you ever got to that situation. Yeah. you know, Don't set your sights on Richmond. Yeah. I, <laughs> Bit of a voice break there. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it means I'm growing. <laughs> I don't uh, know about that. We can dream. We, we can, can dream, dream, mate, so don't take that away from me. No, exactly. What I quite liked, liked was um, Trent Bianco. So yes. he pronounced his yeah, last name. Bianco, I yeah. This was pretty cool. The AFL, I think they had him dr- uh, projected as 25th overall. And he slid. And he slid. Mm-hmm. He slid some more, Campbell. Didn't stop yes. sliding. No, he didn't. Until I think it was about the 45th pick. Yep. His oh. team, his boyhood club, the Pies picked him up. I really like this. Yep. I like, I don't know, I like players working hard, getting to the top level, and then donning their boyhood colors. You know, it's pretty cool. Mm. Yeah. Could um, see future captain there. Oh, well, if he if he performs, if he performs, let him least. get through preseason first, yeah, mate, exactly. and then we can talk about the yeah. the C exactly. next to his name. But, but you, um, know, you, you just love seeing that, you know. Yeah, you do. You could see like him playing there his whole career if he performs. If he's good enough again. If he's good enough, get through preseason, then we'll reassess. Ah, uh, no, let's talk about retirement while we're here. Um, who did the uh, Brisbane Lions pick up, boys? Since we are in Bris Vegas, Brisney Land, as Br- Finn likes to call it. I want to get that trending. I like Brisbane Land. Great, it would be great. I don't know how Brisbane did in this draft. Lots of late picks. Don't Lots know of late why. Picks. It was, did they trade up yeah. a lot last year? Like what? Why are they? I don't know. Are they content with their team? Look, I, should they be? It's a young team, so are they counting on that team from last season. You coming of age almost, think, or certainly improving. I think they got the oh, talent there. Tough. I think they got the talent there. So I don't know how crucial this draft was for them. I actually, kind of. But they were quite active. I kind of disagree, mate. I actually think the Lions, they're in for a bit of a shock next year. Yeah, yeah? I think they are okay. too. I a think reality check. Um, I think this was a lucky season almost. Exactly. Because nobody expected them to get to where they got to. Yeah. yeah. And so, you don't want that. And they flew under the radar until the mm. second re- 
the second last regular season of the season. Yeah. Regular second last game. regular <laughs> game of the season. Regular season of the season. No, <laughs> um, no, but you get what I mean. Like yeah, they yeah, yeah. well under the radar, and then they you know, almost not got. They didn't get lucky. No, but you know. But you don't want to rest on your laurels with a young team when you didn't have many injuries. When you like, they did not have like any injuries that whole time. Mm. Um, very fit, obviously, but you just don't want to on a fl- not a fluky season, but a not. They weren't convincing in a lot of games, and they weren't. Yeah, they weren't dominant. And you know another I mean? thing too is the injury factor. Yes, next to none yeah. last season. I just brought that up. That always helps. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what happens when I zone out. <laughs> yeah, mate. when you but zone out. No, you know what I mean. Like that's yeah. that's huge. That's actually massive. Um, when we were speaking to Connor, yes, uh, a few a few weeks ago, he said exactly that. Yep. That's why the Neefel side was so great because mm. not many of those boys were having. To, not many of yeah. those boys were having to go up and play at the big time. Yep. That being said, I mean, I don't think Colin would have minded, but oh, oh well, that's yeah. 2020. A few injuries. Do a Tonya Harding. And bang. <laughs> um, yeah, but the other players that obviously took Noah Cumberland, Will Martin, good to see. Um, oh, no, wait, they're the Queenslanders. Who else was picked by them? Who did they pick up? The Lions. Yeah, who else did they pick up? Devin Robertson. Devin Robertson. Brock Smith. Brock Smith. Keaton Coleman. And yep. Jackson Pryor. That's the one. Yeah, awesome. He kicked the winning goal in the... Uh, in one of the WA games came down to the wire after the hooter. Banging. Uh, anyway, guys, we're going to do quickly before we get out of here. Where are we going? To do the rest of the podcast. <laughs> um, who do you guys... Finn, we'll start with you. Who do you think won the draft this year? Optimistically, I'll say the Suns. The Suns? Yeah. I think it's... I think I want them to. Yeah. And that's why I'll say the Suns, just because if it doesn't work, yeah, they're in for some strife. Yep. The Tasmania Suns. The Tasmania Suns. Oh, I Make it happen. Just Make it rolls happen. off the tongue. Who do we know? Bev who will be that? happy. Bevy? <laughs> no, it's... Um, Jacob? Again, optimistic- <laughs> optimistically, I'll say the Suns, I think. Yeah. Two pretty uh, standard first two picks. Yeah. Expected. And then um, a good pick at 11 too. So mm. it's um, plenty of youth. But uh, hopefully youth wins of the day. We'll see. Gussie? Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, I went with uh, the GWS Giants. Now, Yahoo! Yeah, sure. Yahoo! Yeah, Finn's team. Um, they were disappointing in the grand final. Um, let's not take that away because they were shocking. They were but terrible. They've definitely laid a platform, and they've got. Um, they've made two decent picks. I like Lachlan Ash. Um, I agree with you, Campbell. I'm not so sure about the other one, um, but yeah, Lachlan Ash, Tom Green, both decent midfielders. Good first round picks, and I think it'll help to bolster that already decent midfield. Mm. Um, and you could really tell on Grand Final Day they were beaten up in the midfield, so they need um, something to change there. Um, and I think this is the way to go. Certainly, certainly. Finish finish it off, Skip. Okay. Um, so I've got kind of two picks for this. I'm going to say Frio. We, well, um, we just said one. Okay, that well was I'm the gonna, agreement. Okay. Can Honorable it. mention. So, firstly, who I think. Um, Frio, they had obviously three picks in the top ten. I think they picked well with them. Um, my only criticism of their draft is that they missed out on that kind of mid-range challenge, talent. Sorry, They went 7-8-9. You know what? We're not going to pick till 61. So they only had four <laughs> players. Three of them were in the top ten. So you're not going to complain there. They should get some games. They went out for smoke, eh? In between. <laughs> they, they're another club, man, who, if they don't get it right, with three picks inside the first ten, mm-hmm. what happened? I think the players are the right picks, though. 
I think yeah, and I, I think th- they've done very well. They've though. got well-established players at the Around Dockers, them. unlike yeah. the Suns. I think they've just had a poor season. Um, but almost the antithesis of this is, I know, I know, mate, calm down, calm down. Have you been what reading? What was that word? <laughs> he hasn't been reading, I've obviously. I've never even heard that word in my life. It <laughs> doesn't surprise me. Um, <laughs> was Port Adelaide. Okay. They're my honourable mention. Uh, they had picks 14, 18, 23, and 25. Mate, the golden um, ticket. Well-spaced. Just very good kind of early mid-range kind of picks. They drafted well with them with Miles Bergman, Mitch Georgiatis, Dylan Williams, and Jackson Mead, the father-son pick. I'd love to see a father-son pick. Who mm. doesn't? They're the best. Anyway, guys, are we going to do who lost the draft? Who do you think lost the draft, Finn? Let's uh, make it quick. Who yeah. do I think lost lost the draft? Um, through a lack of picks, I think a team like West Coast. Yep. Someone like that. I think mm-hmm. you could argue a team like St. Kilda. Yep. But that being said, I think St. Kilda almost were okay not drafting. Really? Because of their trade period. Mm. Yeah. I think they would, they set the standard at the trade period so they could almost be okay. That being said, you know, just because you have Billy Slater and Jared Roughhead and your coaching staff, you know. <laughs> Billy Slater, that's not, what else my blind. What do you mean? That's great. It's not going <laughs> to de- deliver you a flag. So I think they, yeah. um, yeah, they could have used some picks, but at the end of the day, I think they'll be okay. Yeah. Well, I'd, I'd have to agree with West Coast. They didn't have a pick until number 49. So they went first round and most of the second round without even you know getting on the board there um Callum Jameson I don't know anything about it uh, about him um but yeah they they weren't very active west coast I was also just going to mention Melbourne and I don't know people would disagree with this but not so much as they had a bad draft it's just I feel like they wasted their picks yeah so yeah, look, it, they they've got very good players and they've done a lot better than most teams. But have they wasted it? Yeah, I agree. I think they've had probably some of the best value, like in terms of where their picks sat. But yeah, again, I just feel like they did not make the most of that. Mm. They could have done much better with what they had. Um, I agree with all of those. Uh, probably, if I were to add another one, I'd probably say Essendon. Mm. Their earliest pick was thirty. 38, mm. 56, 63. So spread out. Just nothing. But based. just in not great areas. How dangerous is it for those sides? So Essendon. Mm. Um, who did I say? St. Kilda. That's right. Those two teams uh. who are very much in the balance almost yep. could possibly break into the eight. They're a bit of a smoky. Uh, yeah, but I feel like they were a smoky because they fluked a lot of games and lost their percentage. They would have had like... I think their percentage was well, like 87. Essendon, especially, they were dreadful. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. Exactly. So, but for them not to draft yep. or not draft high, how dangerous is that? I mean, they've got McDonald, Tip and Woody playing footy, so you can't really go wrong with that. Him versus everyone else. He'd so still good. win. Clutch. Clutch. Done. And that was our AFL draft recap. What do you guys think of it, boys? Do you reckon we recapped it well? Not really, but it's over. <laughs> we gave it a shot. We what do you mean? I thought shot. we were brilliant. Um, my I constant a job. No, no, it's cool. It's cool that AFL's pretty much back in season now. Or yeah. there's more to talk about. Mm. Teams heading into preseason now, well and truly. So it's um, yeah. Before you know it, first bounce of the season. Exciting it's almost, to see. It's almost a year-round sport, isn't it? Don't give. They don't give a much break. Exactly. So that's why. But that's because that's the beauty of the draft, mate. Yeah. And that's why we'll. Keeps people interested. Let's that's talk what, about it now. Exactly. That's what we'll talk about it. Guzzy, I'll propose it to you, mate. NRL draft. Or not mm. even just NRL. Let's think Super Rugby. A-League. Let's think bigger. Mm. Bigger, stronger, wider. A-League. Super Rugby. NRL. ABL. NBL. You name it. 
We want it. Draft. Gussie, do we need it? Go. Look, I I actually don't mind the idea. I think drafts are interesting. Um, they keep fans well, well interested. Like, I mean, we were watching the whole draft pretty much, maybe swapped over for the in-betweeners here and there, but we, we watched... A good show, though. We, yeah, right, it, no, is a, it is a cracking show. Definitely worth um, mentioning. But I'd love to see it at the NRL. It's, it's a great way to um, get young talent to different clubs, um, and it... Ensures that sides like the Broncos or the Roosters aren't quite so dominant. Yeah, and would you rather well, go? Well, it's competitive balance. Yeah, and would you rather being people going? Oh, I've heard North Queensland have a really good fullback called uh, Kalen Ponga. He's really good. Or would you rather be like, who's going to get Kalen Ponga? He's coming yeah, out that, of school this year. Well, who's getting him? I think option B, but don't do that voice ever again. Yeah, <laughs> I won't. That was my kind of league. No, that was yeah. my leaguey accent. Mate. Yeah, because at the moment in the state of league and most other sports, it's kind of like. Whoever pays most gets him. Pretty yeah. much. That's a, that's Can you pay your schooling? Yeah. Basically. Oh. No, but I think sport in the Southern Hemisphere or Australia or New Zealand, historically it's you play for where you're from. Yeah. Mm. It's like playing international, regional. Yeah. That makes sense. You play for where you're from. Traditionally, yeah. But So the draft takes that away. But we've also seen a shift in that where it's, oh, you're from, and understandably, you're from Brisbane, you're from here. How, would you like to come to North Queensland? Would you like to come down to Melbourne? We'll pay your schooling. So it's loyalty dead. You can dead. play it. I yeah. think it is with the money that league has, so especially in league. It's dead to the point where we could see drafts come in and yeah. not really give a fuss. Because as a Western Bulldogs fan, yeah. do you really care who plays for your team? Um, as long as they do that jump, that jump of justice. Yeah, I think so. And where you like to see players drafted from the local area, because that still happens. What you get is you get father-sons. Father Sons is that aversion. It's even better. You get academy mm-hmm. versions, and the Father Sons, I think, is even better than having those, you know, oh, he grew up. It's both the same. They both obviously grew up in the same area, but you see, like, those Liberatores come through and the Mitch Wallaces, and yeah. um, there's others. There's tons Look, of others. I, I think also a problem with the NRL having a draft, there's only really a few clubs that uh, get this talent. They... They're the only ones that really... Um, kind of stockpile it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, so a lot of the sides in Western Sydney, so you've got Penrith, you've got your Parramatta, they've got a lot of the junior, like really good junior programs, um, plenty of talent coming through. And See then, how we didn't mention the Roosters? Yeah, <laughs> because this is the next part. The Roosters go ahead and buy them all. That's yeah. the thing. Um, what's some, what's so salary cap? Aye, aye, aye. That was terrible, man. Thank you. That yeah, was but my I mean, sombrero But I mean, they buy <laughs> them... an episode of Your impression of a hat. Yes. <laughs> Except the thing with the Roosters, they buy them when they're 16 on contracts of $50,000 a year oh. instead of paying $900,000 or $950,000 for Ash Taylor. So that means Cooper Cronk's 18 now. Wow. <laughs> Is that what you're saying? No. No, no, no. What Except you can pay... He's retired, you can mate. Pay I know, but he's, didn't we say he was going to an AFL club or something like that? No, Billy yes. Slater. No, that, Billy no, no, Cooper no, Cronk. No, went to a Cooper Cronk. Oh, GWS. GWS. Yeah. Yes, correct. Um, yeah. So, yeah That's I, weird as well. It's, right? it's a oh. bit confusing, especially because I love NFL. Yep. So I sit down and I watch that draft, mm. and to me that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm still trying to get my head around these academy picks and these father-son picks. I feel like watching it last night, though, made it make made a sense. bit more sense. Rather where before, like if someone tries to explain it to you, you're like, what? But the thing I like about those aspects is that is a way to include loyalty in a draft which is against loyalty in yep. a way, isn't it? You yeah, know, it's, it's got, we want you. We develop mm. the talent. We want to keep it. Well, but speaking of a great talent in the world of rugby league, we've got Latrell Mitchell. Um, 
there's been a lot of conjecture about where he's going um, in his NRL career. Really talented centre, uh, played for the Sydney Roosters now. He's come through, sort of through their ranks, bought him at the age of 16. Um, now, he's had offers from teams like the West Tigers, Cowboys, and a few have pulled out. Now it's looking as though the Gold Coast Titans are the front runners to sign Latrell Mitchell. What are your thoughts about that, boys? Do you reckon he can turn that club around? Um, I don't know. Well, do we really care right at character. this stage? Do you think yeah, he's the right character? That's the thing. I think it's a bit sad to see an athlete so young, so money-driven. Spitting mm. the dummy a little bit. And it's, you know, if I was in his situation, you know, or if you guys were... You'd oh, probably do the same thing. Yeah, don't blame him. You've got a limited career. Go make your money. Chase the money. Yeah. And he's already won two premierships. Like yeah, he's, exactly. He's yeah. played at the heights of the game. But going to the Gold Coast, I don't know. That's desperate. That is, yes. But Gussie, with, um, with the Tigers pulling out, his two options now are the Gold Coast and North Sydney. Yeah. It's pretty much you play for the Titans or you play for a reserve grade side. And I think... If I was him, I'd play for North Sydney. <laughs> just, just Higher like, level of footy. They're probably better. Just in case people don't know, that's because Roosters coach Trent Robinson a week or two ago commented on uh, the Latrell Mitchell saga, for a better word, and said that he's over it mm. and that if Latrell goes back to the Roosters next year where he's contracted, mm. he'll play for their re- reserve team, which is the North Sydney Bears. Yeah. But, so it's not looking good for Latrell. Um, I just... Look... I, I feel like at this stage, he's going to the Titans. I think so. Um, and maybe he might bring a player like Cody Walker with him because he's on the outer at South Sydney. So maybe we see both of them going in and there might be a complete culture shock in that side. You've you got Mal Meninga, head of... Um, what's he? Head culture of culture and, culture and, and, culture yeah, and performance. Yeah, performance. That, sorry, that is the big thing. Apparently, there are reports that Latrell's gone to the GC in the next couple of days mm. to meet with the Titans and meet with Mal because Mal has said... Look, I'm the Australian coach. Mm. Latrell, come to me. Yeah. Go on, come, son. Yeah. And then I'll help you develop. I'll help you on and off the field, and I'll make you great. Do you trust Latrell at the Gold Coast? Do you trust Mal? Well, th- I mean, I saw him in a chocolateria Sanchuro once, so. Well, they've, so, they've yes. got the. <laughs> yes. <laughs> let's, let's not forget. They've also got the new coach coming in, um, uh, Holbrook. From it, he's very the successful. Super League. He just won the he's, Super League. Yeah, he's yeah. won it with St. Helens, I St. think. St. Helens, yeah. And. He'll be bringing that quality over. Um, it's probably the best goal, uh, coach they've had for a long time. Um, they had Neil Henry. He was rubbish. Um, Cartwright. They're, they're reserve-grade coaches. They've, they've got a good guy now. Let's see if he can help turn this club around. See if Latrell and Cody Walker can also do the same. But again, the thing that's going to sway it, I think, is Mal. Mm. Yeah, we'll see what He's happens. He's the Australian coach. That's yeah, it. Let's see, so let's I see. think you know this time next week, hopefully with talking about Latrelli signed with the Gold Coast. What's mm. this going to mean? Latrell's staying with the Roosters. What's this going to mean? Because it's a bit silly seeing this in the media every day. Yeah, it is. Yeah, um, I'm getting sick of it. Pick and stick, mate. Pick and I'm stick. I'm getting sick of greedy leagueies. Anyway, we attended the WBBL game the other day um, between the ladder-leading Brisbane Heat and uh, Melbourne Renegades. Gussie, what an atmosphere. Oh, it was great. It was great. Like, this is probably one of the best games I've been to. Just, like, atmosphere-wise, it was it was a day out. It was. It was exactly what they describe it as. Um, Allen Borderfield, it was beautiful. The it's day was overcast, beautiful. But yeah. it was good. Was it even yeah, better? It cool, the, was, it, it, was it even better the second day? Yeah, no, it cooled down. The second day was really nice. First day was hot, and there were yeah, no was. seats, and it was just... Uh, yeah, well, that was for the Marsh Cup, yeah. um, which we all ended up burnt. Not great. Still burnt. Not surprising. 
Um, but we'll talk about the Marsh Cup. But slip, this slop slap. This w, wear hats. This WBBL game. Um, it saw the latter leading Heat take on the Melbourne Renegades, and we were in for a bit of a shock here, boys. Mm. Um, the Heat they were cruising. Um, Beth Mooney once again smacking the oh. ball around, made another eighty odd, ninety odd, um, yep. and they were set for a big total. Um, and the, out of nowhere, everything just stopped. Uh, yeah. Few wickets to the Renegades. They limited the the heat to 184, mainly thanks to Danny White, um, who was brilliant with the bat and the ball. Um, but so the heat limited to 184. One, yeah, well, 183 White in their first two. innings. Yeah, yeah. Beth Mooney put a good knock in, right? Yeah, and I think yeah. Maddie Green got a cheeky 22. Yes, um, and it looked like a big ask for the Renegades. Um, but as we mentioned, Danny Wyatt, brilliant performance. She scored 87 runs in. Melbourne Renegades uh, total, and they actually chased it down quite comfortably in the end. The ball was absolutely flying all over the all over the wicket. Mm. Um, one went towards us. We might have been on TV. I haven't actually checked. Should watch the highlights. We might have been on TV. Me and Campbell were just sitting in the in the lawn chairs, feet up, feet up on. We the, should uh, look at the feet because yeah. the ball definitely came our way multiple times. Yeah, I almost caught it. Was that in the first innings or second? Second. Ah, uh, because I watched the first innings on Facebook Live. That yeah. Very useful tool. Yes. And I didn't see you guys once. No, we moved closer no. to the fence. Ah. Because yeah. it became more overcast, and then we were like, you yeah. know what? Best get seats in the get house. Closer to the action. Let's go. It was great. Yeah. yeah. Well, after this result, of course, the Heat are still on top of the ladder. Um, they still look like the team to beat. The Renegades is a big win for them. They move into fifth after this result. So they're still pushing on for finals. They've only got a few rounds yeah, left, you, I think. Do you know rounds. how many? Do you know how many games there are left? I don't know the exact number of games, but um, I think Not every many. team plays about fifteen, mm. and the Heat have played thirteen. So I think they got another two games, and the uh, rest of the competition have three. Well, hopefully the Heat lock in that top spot because mm. home you know, home final, Allen Borderfield mm. home final. I doubt they'll take it to the Gabba. No, mm. no, but no. it'd be great to go there for a final. Oh, it'd be great. Allen Boardfield, Albion, can't they, go wrong. Crosby they, Park End. <laughs> did they play it there last year? I'm not sure. I think so. They played it yeah, at a yeah, regional I think field. They did. Yeah. I just don't know if it was Allen Border. I or, if it, or if it was in Sydney. Regional. Regional. Albion. Regional. Really <laughs> <laughs> regional. Anyway. Um, what do you mean to say about suburban? Yeah. Suburban. 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 Yeah. yeah. It was good to see Josie do I thought she was going to get a bat. Yeah, she just kept I came moved down the I order. I don't know like, why. When is Josie coming out? She was supposed to come in at four. Yeah. And she didn't come on. It's like it? webs in. Oh, God. When, when, I mean, it's good to see that, but I was like, come on, Josie. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we also attended the Marsh Cup final. The day before. Um, I was there for that one. It was a you bad were. couple of days for Queensland cricket. We lost the Marsh Cup final. We lost the WBBL for the for the girls. Um, so, a few and we sad lost faces. All, and we lost all that AFL talent. Yeah, we did. God, it's not been a good one. No. And the Raw loss as well. Yes, they oh, did. God, it's shocking. We'll talk about that soon. Yeah, no, we will. Um... Yeah, the Bulls, mate, going for a six-year, or trying to end a six-year drought, and they just got outplayed from the get-go, didn't they? Yeah, they really did. From about, I think, the end of the first over, yeah. you could kind of tell, hey, yeah, this is going to go south. Well, they were 5 for 56 at one point, um, and it takes a big effort to come back from that. Jimmy Pearson put up a great knock. 79 runs, got him to 205, which is still not a great total, but it was something to defend. Well, it was actually pretty competitive in the end. If yeah. they take, if they gotten Sean Marsh out, yeah, very yeah. much that that could have been enough. Yeah. But especially on that sized of a ground, that's certainly mm. not enough because it's no. quite a small ground, isn't it? It's mm. very yeah. much a 
Compared to the Gabba too, the Gabba's massive yeah. compared yeah. to that. Yeah, we seriously thought it would favour the batsmen way more, I especially considering the wicket too. Yeah, I don't think they batted, both sides batted very well. No, I no. feel like the wicket, um, well, I mean, the women scored, both sides scored over 180 runs Great. in 20 over match. So I'm a bit surprised the men didn't do it as well. It was a day for the bowlers. Yeah. I don't know, but one thing, Uzi Kawaja, what is he doing with the coin toss before the game? <laughs> He just yeah. put it into orbit. Yeah, he did. Oh, yeah. Why did he do that? That, that is it's pretty funny, funny though. Intimidation tactic. Funny. Funny. <laughs> Intimidation <laughs> just tactic. Funny. Just dead set, mate. Just you can't see that spin. He lost the toss as yeah. well. Yeah, he lost the... <laughs> this is coming for your eye, mate. Yeah. Just... No, but I think... Lost the corn. <laughs> yeah. Where's it gone? That's quite cool to see, though, because that shows there's a bit of a... Not a relaxed attitude, but... Yeah. Almost a bit of an Aussie larrikin. It's a game. Or, it's a game. It's a game, after all. Mm. Like yeah. league. Like league. Well, you want me to respond to that because I think it's disgraceful. <laughs> it's not a game; it's a sport. It's the most manly uh, sport. Well, we, we we all know the. Oh, it's the most manly sport. Yeah. We know. Well, Wriggle around on the ground yeah, to tackle other men. Yeah. Let's, yeah. let's move on. Jump In onto the briefs. the world's number one sport, but the world's yeah. far from the world's number one league, yeah. the A League. Yeah. Well, the A. The A League. A plus <laughs> league. Top league. Where's the B yeah. League? Where is it? Where are you, FFA? Come on the Beyond the Sidelines podcast. The the Tell me why there isn't a B League already. Flabbergasted. Absolutely no, flabbergasted. There's only one result that matters. <laughs> only one that r- result that matters. The Brisbane Raw coming off a big, big 4-3 victory at home to mm. a strong Melbourne City outfit. They were confident. They journeyed to Westpac Stadium. And the Phoenix got it done. They just couldn't overcome the onslaught. That is Wellington. I'm sorry, how do you concede two goals against Wellington and still not even win? Wellington, mate, they were just a class outfit. I watched that game. I watched that game. That was a... Uh, clean? Sorry? Squeaky clean? <sighs> good game, mate. Mm. It's a good game. Well, they take on the Mariners this week, so hopefully they face two Spooners in two games. Maybe they're the Spooners. I actually really hope you beat the Mariners because we're, we're still bottom of the pile. Um, yeah. I, we were second last. It's their first win, isn't it? It is. It is. Yeah. Jeez. It is. Uh, we were bottom of the uh, second last, but then the Mariners got an upset victory. Was it at home? I think it was yeah, at home. So, yeah, uh, they beat Western United. At home to Western United. Now two losses in a row for that team. Yeah. Oh. Have you seen the clip of um, Bursart Barisha? He got subbed by yeah. Martin Dan. Yeah. Stared him down, man. He was not Stared him down. I don't get subbed. No, it was actually... Re- <laughs> it, it was quite funny. <laughs> yeah, that, is that what Bessart sounds like? Man, I don't think That's what I imagine him sounding like. I've never spoken to the bloke, but I, I assume sub that's... Me? You sub me? What the going okay, on? Let's Is he now. Ukrainian or something? Albanian. His eyes, his Albanian. eyes certainly said something like that. But no, it was quite funny, wasn't it? It was his eyes really yeah, wide. He was not happy. Really wide. Mm. No deep breaths. Yeah, not and happy. It did not shake Rudan's hand. No, but no, that's yeah. not worrying signs for Western United. I think we said this last week that new teams they go through these phases, and especially in a comp like the A League where the season is so long, you can get away with losing a couple. Yeah. you really can. And Some growing pains. Oh. Growing pains, and they're still very much in the fight. Look, i got to say, the more worrying sign is Melbourne victory. Um, they lost another game, guys. Now, they they sit at second last on the ladder now. Oh. They're only one point ahead yep. of the Phoenix, which yep. is pretty poor. Uh, they lost this time to Adelaide United 3-1. Um, They've been quite good, though. <sighs> yeah, Adelaide, Adelaide have been, been good. been quite good. They won the FFA Cup, of course, and... This season so far, they got off to a reasonably slow start, but I think they're top four now. Yeah, they are. Um... And really, this victory side needs to start performing. The coach has been sacked. Yeah. Kevin Musket got sacked. No, Musket's not there anymore. Mm. Oh, I'm I'm back in the I, dark ages. I couldn't tell you his name well, who's, either. Who's in there now? 
I don't know. Well, no one. The bloke <laughs> no, who was, who was who was in there? A bloke with a big name, foreign name. <laughs> Long name. I can't remember. I can't remember. <laughs> no, I couldn't tell you. No, it's um, again, it's worrying for the victory. Yeah, Riley um, McGree again playing out of his skin this season. Good player. Oh, why is goals he on like nine from four games or something? Why isn't that bloke in Europe? I think next year Scotland. I see it. That's a shout. Wasn't that Scorpion? Celtic have wasn't, pick him up. Go on. Oh, wasn't that go Scorpion on. kick enough? QPR. I'm actually... Oh. Re- that's yeah. That's another debate, mate. Why he didn't win goal of the oh, year. Exactly. No, but um, very concerning for the victory. Yep. Um, every week I'm expecting them to turn it around. And mm. I, th- I still think when they do, they'll really turn it around, like mm. dramatically, significantly so. Yeah. Where, you know, they'll just switch it on and they'll become that victory side that we all know and hate. Yeah. Um, Love. Hate, mate. No. Love. Um, I hate them. Anyway, well, the the other Melbourne side, Melbourne City, defeated Western Sydney Wanderers three two. Jamie McLaren, oh, just banging them in fire. again. Um, Riley McGree, just outstanding. They're top of the table, City, and they deserve to be there. Following them in second place is Sydney FC. Now they've they're kind of you know lurking in the shadows a little bit, uh, ready to um, jump into first place. They um, they won that grand final rematch against Perth Glory at NIB Stadium. Um, three-one weird disallowed goal. Yeah, it was a strange weird game. Weird disallowed one. goal. It was an absolute screamer too. Yeah, like, oh. Usually, sure you just let that in because it's a good goal. Yeah, you go for the better. <laughs> just give for it the to good him, of the mate. game. For the good of the game, yeah. just let and that it was, one stand. Uh, Bruno Fornaroli as well, which he's just a weird character. Yeah. Did you say this? A quickest player to fifty goals. Is he in the A League? Yeah. Oh, there you go. Or young say new every day. Either way. He was just a weird character. He got very excited. Do you remember? Yeah, he no. screams. Yeah, <gasps> he's he very. Gives it. Yeah, he's very South American. Mm. Isn't he? He's very different to our sporting culture. But that's it's cool to see. It's refreshing. It's um, oh certainly. No, it makes us feel a bit more legit. Mm. I think yeah. as a league, having some foreigners Put here, some South American names, in having there. some blokes who love you know love diving, love the theatrics of football because mm. that's uh, that's half the game to them. No, that's great. <laughs> Acting, like mate. They Acting. didn't get a gig at an, as an actor, so so they became a footballer. Yeah, exactly. No. And if we look at round, I think it's round nine. Yeah, no, round eight. So the next round of A-League, I look at all these games and I think all close games. Yeah. So I'll go through them quickly. Melbourne at home to Perth. Mm. Brisbane Central Coast. Mm. Newcastle Wanderers. United or Western United Sydney FC. Mm. And Adelaide losing to the Phoenix. I like the look of Western United Sydney FC. Well, I actually really like the look of the first game too. Mm. Melbourne victory at home to Perth Glory. Mm-hmm. That's huge. Two strugglers. That raw two one as well. But they're two... They're t- that two sides that should be yeah. doing better than two, what they are. Two teams who should be, you know, in some people's minds, one and two in the league. Mm. And this is Melbourne and home. They haven't won yet. And I feel that if they beat Perth, this is where they switch it on. Kickstart their season a little bit. Again, but if we're talking about another Melbourne loss in a week, geez, uh, yeah, sirens are going off. That's a red flag. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, how much did the Phoenix win by this weekend? Four or five? Negative three. Negative three? Yeah. I think yeah. He, I think he'll remember this one for the rest of his life. Yeah. You know? this remember that first win of the 2019 season? <laughs> feels a little bit Warriors-y as well. Yeah. Uh, don't say that, mate. Sorry. Am I bringing Just, up a sore spot? No, nah, thank God the All Blacks are world champions. Otherwise, I'd be really depressed. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Oh, wait. It's the Sappies. <gasps> yeah, oh, I've got nothing man. going for me. No, it's... Oh, um, dude. It's, um, hopefully, that, hopefully the Phoenix have uh, Gary Hooper come back this week. Yeah. Obviously, our star signing from... You know, used to play for Celtic and Norwich. Yep. Uh, he's had a quad injury pretty much since his first game. Yeah. Where he played in the yellow and black. So, if he's back... Hopefully. 
He's back. Maybe turn their season around. Didn't he as score well. in like the first game? I think he did. I think he yeah. did. But that was that was still. So I go through different periods as a Phoenix fan of, I won't watch. I'll might read a bit of news, then I'll like fully commit, watch every game, build my day around it, get real depressed, stop watching it again. I think you're just a Kiwi, repeat. mate. That's pretty much what it is. I think mate. you're just a Kiwi. Yeah. Um, quick mention to the Brisbane Bandits who've kicked off their season. We encourage everyone to go out to Holloway Field. Um, they are the four-time champions. Um, trying to make it five. Destiny with a five is the S. So oh. thank you, Brisbane Bandits Marketing. Good spelling. Good stuff from you. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, uh, that's all we've got time for today, boys. Should have used a dollar sign as the <laughs> Oh, but then it wouldn't make sense with the five. I so know, but it's cool. That's why he comes up with the good marketing ideas and you don't. Yeah, whatever. And what marketing have we done? I'm just no. saying, he just said, no. PR. Come on. Come on. Come on. Mate, you've got an internship at the Courier Mail. Oh, don't tell everyone about that. Uh, Come on. Well, yeah, you know, you could get your uh, mate to actually do journalism one. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> see, I might try and get an internship at NASA. You know, I have absolutely no experience <laughs> with anything related to that. But um, Dude, that's funny. As long as I've been doing a podcast for bloody 18 episodes now. God. Oh, when mate, am I going to give it up? Give him a Walkley. Give him a Walkley. <laughs> do you know what a Walkley is? Fake journalist. I'm oh, sorry, do I need to know what a walkley is? You do need is? to know what a well, walkley is. If you're in line for one, you should. You no. <laughs> anyway, mate, <laughs> you do the honours. Uh, if you want to follow us on Instagram, it's at underscore beyond the sidelines underscore. Our Facebook is simply beyond the sidelines. Please go and listen to all of our previous episodes as well on Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts from. Also on YouTube and Facebook. Um, boys, you got anything? 18 episodes. How close are we to like saying goodbye to Gussie. Oh, my God. I give you a shelf life of around six more. Now, Gussie, Can we make it to the 2-0 at least? Exactly. I think the 2-0, yeah. then we re End of the year. Now, maybe, maybe see me off at the your, end of the year. You're on your probation period. Six-month <laughs> probation period. You got 26 episodes. 26. <laughs> I only say that because I just realised we didn't really have to get Gussie this episode. Except for at the end there. Well, yeah. I mean, like that's why we needed it to happen. Yeah, yeah. I'm, mm. I was feeling some withdrawals. It was like, mm. uh, just, you know... Just let me. Ah. Need a bully gussy. I think you need to buy me a Calippo, mate. I think that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, I was one, mate. (laughs) I'm bankrupt from Calippos. I have no money left. I bought so many. And that's a story. I'm addicted to them. That's a story story for another day. And next week. (laughs)